Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new series of Mindful Chats with the Artful Athlete podcast. And today I have gone back up north through the use of technology and I have dug out a very specific salmon that you can find on early morning rises in in the middle of a forest, in a very cold lake, and he's totally at peace with that. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce Owen Jackson? Hello! Oh, <laughs> hello, I, um, I'm afraid I'm, I'm stuck in the confines of a house today, so um, I've, I've let you down, but uh, I have been out in nature, so uh, hopefully that gives you some faith in, uh, in what I'm preaching. Were you, were you out on, the, on one of your cold mornings? Stokes this um, morning. So, no, so every every day I try and get out into nature at some point. Um, and every week since since lockdown or prior to lockdown, I've, I've been getting into nature. But unfortunately, I wasn't I wasn't the full swan. I wasn't giving it the the, uh, the ice cold dip this very morning. But uh, it is on the uh, it's on the on the list for the week. How many times a week do you go for these cold dips? I've been trying to go for a dip every week and it's for me it's, it's part of my routine now but say for example today before this podcast uh, I just had a cold shower because that's far more accessible and although where I go for a dip I've got a couple of spots and everything's about half an hour away I dream of a time that I can just walk out my front door get in the lake or get in the sea but um, as it stands I have to make a little bit of an effort but I think that's where Again, I'm, you've set me off on cold now. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you're actually making the effort to go to a spot, then you have no choice of, of backing out, really, because you think, all right, I need to, uh, I've made the effort to, to drive or, or to get to this place, so I have, to, I have to immerse myself. And for me, it's a choice. It's, you know, I want to, want to be in the cold, and I understand the, the benefits that I get from that. But say, for example, before this podcast, didn't have loads of time, obviously, and I want to just prepare for this and get myself in the zone. So a quick cold shower <laughs> and, and obviously with that and your, your background with, with breathing, whatever, and, and we can get onto that. But um, yeah, it's a very accessible way to do it. Just, just in the cold, cold shower at home. I like that you said you can choose to do this all the time and i know it's something that jacko um mentioned once uh, which was you saying you know we can choose every day of our lives to just come here and do this yes this because when we talk about like our identity and and what what motivates us what drives us you may not always be able to do say for example you're into running and you know you want to set a benchmark you may not always be able to run at a certain pace but something like getting outside making the effort to go outside each day or getting in the cold that is something that's providing providing you have the mobility to to get <laughs> to get to the cold or in and out of the shower that is something accessible to you every day and that's that is ultimately a choice that is a, a long-standing choice of which you can then build build into your routine or, or change your identity around. It's as if you're building, you're working on, you build your mind by building, by choosing to do things for you every day. So that exposure to the cold, that moment where it's just you in nature. And you said you've had, you've got your little favorite spots as well <laughs> around yeah. that lake with the swans. I just love watching those videos. They're so relaxing. <laughs> It's just being in nature for me has always been like a moment of solace. Whether I was working in a corporate job, I would 
make time either before work or after work to be outside, to be in nature or 10 minutes on my lunch break. For me, that's always been very grounding, but even more so, more powerful when you immerse yourself in the water, then that the, <laughs> this may sound very Disney, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> you are you are almost accepted by the wildlife. We've had moments where you know you mentioned Jacko. Jacko and I have been you know very consistent, and this has been our our therapy, as it were. And again, therapy is a term that can be used in lots of lots of respects. But it has been a place that we can we can connect and also connect with nature because a swan will a swan will swim past and they're curious they want to see what this this flesh bag is doing in the water the flesh bag <laughs> <laughs> and or or the ducks that we had one the other day and the ducks um were squabbling the sorry the the, the canada geese were coming past and then the swan felt that we were going to feed him or or we were his humans so he was basically charging up and down like a battle battle cruiser moving all the other animals out of the way so it's it's amazing i i you, you could be at home in the cold shower or in a cold bath but there's something very tangible or very magical feeling about going outside and and doing that it's so much more holistic I feel it's also like I think it sends you back to to a meditative state in a more natural way just because you have the green you have the trees you have you know whether it's a park or a street with a couple of big trees or I mean I'm lucky I've got it's not a forest I grew up near a forest so I know this is not one but it's my little forest it's an ecological park on the southern bank of the Thames and it's opposite Canary Wharf which is on the other side of the Thames and you have this little pond yeah, with a couple of ducks and water chicks and one swan at the moment because the other ones are on the dock further back behind me. And it just brings you naturally, it slows down your breath, it slows down your heart and you just go into, I can just uh, be there a little bit and not think. And I can be there a little bit and just sink into whatever this space is providing me with. I do love the the image of you and Jacko being the Disney princesses of the of Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> we do try and we do a little bit of dancing, a little bit of movements, uh, a little bit of singing, a little bit of shouting. You're ticking Just all the boxes. <laughs> You're ticking all the boxes of what a Disney princess would do. So <laughs> yes. Other than the dress, we're usually just in our pants, but... <laughs> fashion, fashion, fashion changes, that's fine. Yeah, but I, I totally agree with the fact that you are almost overwhelmed with a sense of awe. Like, that's probably one of the best words. Like, the idea of that separateness dissolves, and I feel connected, I feel at one, I feel like the a part of a bigger whole. It's, it's, no longer, it's no longer me witnessing nature, I am in nature, I'm a part of nature that sort of symbiotic relationship that is so true that is so true i used to have that feeling uh when i was growing up my my parents would take my brothers and i to the french alps in the summer because ski i don't do skiing i don't do skiing this the uh, mm -mm. i on top of the slope i see myself with three broken arms my <laughs> leg is pulling out of my scalp like uh, this is not for me i will sit and glide down on the snow but i will not mm -mm, stay away from ski However, a long hike, I have no problem with that. We've been pretty high. And when you get to like, I don't know, 2,800, 3,000 meters high and you just hear nothing but the wind 
silence is not really silence because it's as if the it's going to sound weird, a Disney princess again, but the rocks are speaking to you in a way because it's not complete silence. You can hear a river, the echo of the sound of a river a couple of miles away, maybe. You can see a little marmot. I have no idea what they're called in English, but they're fluffy. Marmot? Is it? Is that, are they called marmot? Marmot, yeah. Allow me to butcher it for you. It's a, yeah, a marmot. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's great. This way, I just know that it's exactly the same word. I just have to change the pronunciation. Like a like a ground squirrel or um, like a yeah. rodent kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you get there in the summer, they've just finished hibernation. So if you get there early summer, they're quite skinny. And if you go there like in August or September, you will see the ones that know where the hikers go because they've put on a chunk amount of fat and they look adorable, but they're just there begging for you to be like, mm, hello, is that a piece of a uh, piece of bread from the bakery two villages down the hill that I see? Ooh, share, share the load. Give me some tomatoes and apples with that. That's it. It's when, it's when they're getting so picky that they're saying, no, I'll only have sourdough. I, I don't want any baguette. I would prefer sourdough or, you know, some, some nice patisserie um, instead. That's, that's when they're living the good life, when they're just rolling around and they can pick and choose what they're after. But I, I think to go, to go back to the mountains, there is something magic about the mountains. And we can, we can make it scientific. We can say, oh, it's, you know, as you say, the, the color palette on the eyes, or it's the fact we're dumping ions, or it's the fact that it's making us feel small, because we spend a lot of time, but you know, me personally, as, as you as you witnessed, I spend a lot of time in my own head. So things that allow me to shift that perspective and take almost take myself out of the equation. And I'm just, I've become the become the witness that that for me is, is very powerful just the the ability to stop the stop the chatter and i've not said this out loud before but when i was young i had a not a concern but this is this is a lot of self-talk but i was thinking how what how can i stop the thoughts in my head like how do i alleviate some of that because this thing is chattering away all the time how do i find some reprieve or relief from that and everyone everyone has a has a voice in their head but sometimes that voice is louder than others so so places that i can go to find that solace that's where that's where i find some some peace that's so true also because that voice has gotten louder i feel for a lot of people also because you know we were talking about social media and how we still have a tendency to open it mindlessly even though we're trying to be like i have one goal and it's to go to that post to share it or to read it, and I will not do anything else. And then before you know it, you've scrolled further down the line and you've seen maybe three different types of cake recipes and one person making a pottery, another one painting, and some person doing a weird dance to some type of music. People also, I mean, I speak from my experience of London and having also grown up next to a capital because um, my hometown is right next to Paris, so we were out of it near the woods which was great, uh, but you could go to Paris at any time. But it's the fact that everyone spent their entire time with headphones in with, and you either have obviously as a background noise, other people walking around, you have the cars, you have the, the buzz, the, the not so great buzz sound of the city. And on top of that, you're putting 
music at full volume in your ears or a podcast because it's healthy. Um, <laughs> but it still is you closing your ears down and trying to muffle a louder voice from within. And that is, that's something that I feel a lot of people struggled when everything stopped last year, because then you were stuck with the voice inside. You couldn't just run away from it through the routine, through the everyday, through the, in French, we say metro boulot dodo, which is tube work, sleepy times, tube work, sleepy times. <laughs> That's all you do. And once all of this stopped, you know, you're trapped at home. You, you can surely escape with your headphones and your social media and your binge watching of TV shows. Cause we've all done that, but it takes guts and strength and I think also a lot of self-care and a lot of self-love to actually remove the headphones sit with the voice literally imagining you're at a table and the voice is opposite you mine sometimes is called Linda sometimes it's called Karen sometimes it's called I really don't want to name you right now because you're just not my friend and you just talk it sounds simple and it sounds silly but it's actually really helpful. We spend our, our entire lives having conversations with people. So why not start a conversation with yourself in the first place to see where you are? And doing that, there's two ways about it. You can either let the other voice be louder and then you just stay in the head the whole time, or you can anchor it into your day physically. So if I were to go have a chat with my voice, which I've had to do a lot, <laughs> um, when I was growing up in, in some, at some pivotal uh, times of my life. And something as simple as having my thumb travel from finger to finger. So having the, top of, the tip of my thumb touch the tip of my index, then touch the tip of the next finger and the next one and the next one, and then travel backwards from the little finger to the thumb. And just going faster and faster. And I just become very much aware of this movement but it could be anything. You could be, you know, tippy tapping your hand on your thighs in order to ground, just coming back to the body, I feel is what people need to reconnect to the most. And if you have nature, that does it naturally because you're walking, you're present, you forget yourself in that midst. How can you bring that into your everyday by coming back into the body? I like that you said that you were wondering how to stop the thoughts because the way it happened for me, it was very random, but I called a friend afterwards because I felt a bit scared because I realized I used to feel the cogs of my thoughts all the time. So I was doing a lot of intellectual studies and one day it felt like the cogs had gone and all of a sudden something I was very much used to and knew where to find and where it needed oil and where it didn't. This was gone and it just felt like my head was empty and I didn't have to think about constructing my sentences. I didn't have to think about anything, but I felt like a part of me had died or that something was wrong with me because the cogs had gone away. And it took me maybe five, six, seven years to realize that, oh no, it's just you've stopped overthinking things and you've just gone into... The thinking happens lower for me now. The thinking happens more in my ribcage than it does in my head. And it doesn't take away, you know, logic. It doesn't take away, you know, if you want to construct a sentence in German, for example, there is a certain way of building it. You start with your subject. The verb is in second place. If you move that conjugated verb, your sentence means nothing. 
And then you have the rest of the sentence that happens. The day you stop thinking about the how is when you can do the why. But we have the choice. We have the option. And this is a relatively new thing in, in my own journey is that we have an option whether we choose to interact with that thought or not, or whether we, whether we feed that thought. Sometimes, and I know you are very creative, like this comes across in the way that you, with the, your posts, your stories, and what you resonate towards. Say, for example, sometimes I feel like an idea comes to me and I just, I don't own that idea. I'm just, it's just acting through me. I, it's for me to facilitate that idea. It's for me to realize that idea and I need to do the work, but that idea is just plopped into my into my consciousness and we can talk about consciousness and this this idea of a much bigger picture but the same with a negative thought if a negative thought pops up we can choose to feed that negative thought or we can choose to take a step back and go well actually this this doesn't define me this is not who i am this thought has come to me and it's come from wherever it's come from but i don't have to nurture that nurture it it doesn't have to swell inside my head with more self-doubt or negative talk i can i can opt to just as you say just allow allow it to happen but but don't necessarily partake in it and so i'm curious now how did you find that quietness what what practice and whether you want to talk about it or not but what were the how did you construct that that no 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 engine mind that 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 cogged how did you facilitate a brain that wasn't so reliant on steam power but you would just basically run on, um, you know, run on air, just just allowing yourself space in between. Uh, fudge. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a blend of it. It's sort of I started becoming aware of it when it was after I after high school. I did um I did a a bilingual high um, curriculum. So from middle school through to high school, I was doing classes in French and then classes in German at the same time and passing my baccalauréat in French and the equivalent in German, so the habitour. Because, you know, I just, uh, that was, I told my parents very early, on, very early on, I want to go do that. And they were like, okay, how old are you? You are, you are very driven. Like this, this comes across as well. And I worked hard because I was the first, I was the first ever 100% French person having never lived in Germany or not having German relative to make it to that school. And I always felt that I had something to prove and that I had to work twice as hard because I had potentially taken some, another kid's place who had parents from that country or had lived to that country. Um, and that, I, that's something I realized last weekend. So <laughs> This is like, oh, maybe the anxiety I had was connected to that. Oh, that makes sense. Mm. Um, and I was at this school for a solid amount of years and then went on to university. In the meantime, I had some health issues, first with the accident that I had with my neck and uh, with my eyes a couple of times. So I went fully blind for a few hours uh, once when I was 13 and then partially blind twice throughout high school. And in my second year of university, the pain in my eye started to come back and I was wearing sunglasses 24 seven and my lungs started to go. And I just, I, I couldn't read because reading would make me feel actually nauseous. I was on medication, I, arthritis happened. So it was a moment of a lot coming at me on a physical level with my body. And at the same time, 
trying to carry on with my studies where there was a lot of reading. There was, because I was doing, uh, I was studying French and German literature, language and culture. So you don't read, you're kind of screwed. And if you can't take notes in your class and you're just there listening and you're already not in a great, great headspace. I guess I got stuck in, uh, in a state, in a physical state where I couldn't do much, even though my head was still there and I could still speak and I could still, you know, somehow produce some essays, um, which we didn't really have essays, to be honest, in, in, in French university. It was mostly you're going to work hard for 12 weeks and then you have two weeks of exams and you're meant to remember everything from those 12 weeks because anything could happen. And gradually, just because my head, whilst it was still stimulated by the content of the classes, my body was pulling on so many different parts and then yeah my I came out on the other side having the doctors having figured out what glasses to give me so that I didn't have to wear some glasses all the time and my pain started to go um the arthritis is still there but eh, you live with it anti-inflammatory lifestyle for the win and it was literally my body that took me out of my head now that I'm vocalizing it, and I've never phrased it like that ever, but it very much feels like my body took me out of my head. So the, the capacity, so now it's obviously crystallized the importance between what we always talk about, the mind and the body. Like you, can, you can see that there is a, a correlation with, between the two, but we have, we have to nurture both independently. Like they, they don't, they don't exist on the same, on the same level, but one, one feeds the other or it's detracts from the other. Totally. And, you know, seeing, seeing your posts over the past couple of months with uh, you posting the morning movement session and with your lovely cat making an appearance every single time <laughs> I'm here for the cat. I'm not here for the movement. I'm just here for the cat. Um, but it, it's very that it's, you know, it's that moment where I am just moving and it's just me and my body. That's the first step. And we unfortunately have a society which has a tendency to dissociate still mind, body, and then soul, spirit, your energy, the way you connect to the world. You call it whatever you want to call it. But these are three parts that require equal attention and equal love. If you're stimulated mentally, but you're not stimulated physically, you have an imbalance. If you're stimulated, physically, but you're not stimulated creatively deep within, there is another imbalance and this has an impact on the other ones. How do you feel when you're moving on a day where your head is not there? That was, that, that's a very interesting point because obviously you and I have connected through, through social media and stuff. And one of the big things was when I put about my motorbike accident, when I had the capacity for movement taken away from me and I was just left in, you know, up in my head but even then my head wasn't working particularly well because of a massive concussion so I, I didn't have the capacity to escape I, I couldn't escape into my body which is classically or historically where I would go to to become just become lost in the movement and just enjoy moving and, and that is part of who I identify with or as like a, a mover, I enjoy movement, like whether it's walks, whether it's working out, whether it's fitness, whether it's just the capacity to move in general. When that was taken away, that's when I had some real, some real dark days. So I, I, I forgot, the, forgot the actual question that led into that. But, but for me, 
like how I think the question was how how do you feel when you how do you feel when you move how do you and feel when your head is not there when you're moving it, every, everything becomes laborious everything becomes a for me a chore like I feel like I have to you know when people talk about talk about being 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 present or it, it can be very difficult to motivate yourself to to get into that zone but conversely, uh, I remember a client of mine said to me, uh, uh, you know, personal trainer, coach, someone said to me, how do you motivate yourself? And I say, I, I, I don't, don't really have to because it's part of who I am. Like that, that is, that is what makes me me. Like the capacity to move, the capacity to, to enjoy moving. But, you know, people think about going on holiday for a fortnight and just lying on a beach. That would, for me, that's, that sounds like imprisonment. I, you know, I have to be in the sea, I have to be up early, I have to I have to be doing these things and exploring, you know, maybe that's, maybe I'd look at it slightly differently now and, you know, learning skills and to, to come back into the body to, sorry, to, to not necessarily move, but, but be present with my thoughts and, and work through those thoughts without having to move. Stillness of the, you know, stillness of the body allows, you know, the mind to go off and do its, do its thing. It complements it in a way. Like, um, I think mm. there's something that uh, a lot of yoga teachers tend to say as well. Like, it's a, it's a moving meditation because people still associate meditation with something being very static. But you can meditate when you can reach that same state of mind when you're cooking, when you're going for a walk, when you're painting, when you're moving about or when you're dancing because you've decided you were going to put your headphones in and dance like a crazy person. As long as you're but just in the action, that's it. Mm. And it's uh, a few times I found myself, I like to, I like to be up for a sunrise by the same token. I like to wind down with the sunset, but how often is it recently? Uh, it's a relief if your phone dies and you think, oh, that's, that's actually a good thing because now I can be fully present. I don't have this, this electric box in my pocket. Who's, who's become my master. I know you can turn your phone off and walk away, but you think, how often do you walk and go, oh, this would make a wicked picture. I'll, I'll take a picture of it. But that take, then takes you out of the moment. And in the same way you're saying when you put your headphones in or whatever, then you're disconnected from, you know, where you are in time and space. Like you're, you're closing or dulling down the senses. That's so true. Yeah, the amount of time that you walk around and you see, a, ah, that would be a good picture. Mm. But then from the moment you take the picture, the moment's gone. It's like there was um. A picture in a in a newspaper a couple of years back and it was all of these people taking film filming and taking a picture from their phone of i don't know it was a parade of someone someone famous and there was this old lady at the front just leaning on on the on the railing and just looking at it surrounded by this sea of phones and you go she's doing it right mm. what happened guys what happened yeah. and it's and it's never as good is it you try and take a picture of the moon and you think, oh, that's that's amazing. Try and take a picture. It looks shocking. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Or, or they might. You almost feel embarrassed. Like when I see a see a sunrise, you think, oh, this would make an incredible picture. And you think, when someone sees that picture, it's like you want to say, yeah, that picture. But it was a hundred times better than that. <laughs> you almost want to caveat it and just go, yeah. I mean, it looks good on on my phone, and it's an okay picture. But it was loads better than that. In real, in real life. And it's in a way then, you know, if that message is posted with the picture, it can hope maybe encourage someone to, in a few days, mm. get up that early and go watch that sunrise. I do miss, 
I used to, I used to, when I used to go to the gym in central London, those days seem very, very, they are gone. They are very, very gone. But, you know, you'd, I'd wake up around five and then by the time I'd walked near to near the dock next to mine, I would have like all, all of these red, these yellows, these oranges just reflecting themselves in the Thames, in the trees and everything feels really magical at sunrise mm. and at dusk as well. But it's, I don't know, it's one of these just very soothing moments for the soul for me. Social media has become a business card, hasn't it? And we have to present, we are presenting our values to someone else or framing it in a way where we are trying to be a true representation of, of the person or the people we're trying to attract. Mm. So when you take a picture, like you, when you're showing your, you know, when, when you were out in London, it's like, you know, people will be able to, to place you these are your values. This is what you resonate with. And then people can sort of look at your profile and go, oh, this, this is someone that I would like in my tribe. Like this is someone that that's, I feel that I can get on with, I can connect with. So in some ways it acts almost like a filter. And it's, it's when that's, that reliance upon social media, we, we are addicted and it's, and it's become weaponized. And people who create these apps know exactly what our little chimp brains or our little monkey brains want or respond to well so it is it is for me i know trying to tread that fine line i enjoy video i like the um the art of it conveying that message but when you've only got 15 seconds to convey that how do you do that how do you how do you, you know when if you're thinking about algorithms or you're thinking about you know if you, you can just do a funny dance on on tiktok and and that would do well but how do you do, how do you do something, how do you do something deeper when, when someone's attention span is, you know, three seconds or less. That's so it, it is trying to, trying to tread that fine line. This is the kind of person, these are my values, but I've only got, you know, I've only got X amount of seconds to tell you, tell you who I am. And that's where things like this, and this is why I want to thank you for this conversation, things where, which are slightly longer formats, allow these conversations to happen and social media, you know, put, put you and me in touch through you were on the school of calisthenics and i think i complimented you i was like how does your audio sound so good <laughs> how does your and you said oh this is the microphone this is what i do but it was mainly you and how you were able to achieve that and then it led to this broader conversation oh so you're you're mad keen on the breath on diction and you were doing some some coaching or whatever with me prior to this so it's like <laughs> oh so, so actually social media has very quickly, I was engaged because I was like, the quality of this doesn't, it doesn't sound like anything I've heard before. So, you know, it's, it's nice to know that on some level we can cut through all the, all the BS and things that are elevated or things that are worth more do come through. I, I, I think to the, to the right people. Totally. And thank you because that everything is received and I'm very, very thankful. And it's true. Yeah, we started with a, how does you, why, what do you do to your audio to make it sound like that? Like, well, that's the tech and that's what I do. So <laughs> I tried to make a thing and it did happen. But bouncing off what you were saying about social media, and this is something I was actually discussing with a client last week. Does it, I feel social media in a lot of ways is also inviting us to not live for ourselves, 
but to live for others in what you post, in what you do. And the day things start to be driven only by this is the day you lose yourself. And you, I mean, I'm a voice coach, but you lose your voice through that. You just become part of the buzz, part of the clutter, part of the sound. But it, how long will it take you to find your own sound again if you lose yourself in that? And will you give yourself the permission to live for you ever again? That, that is a question that I ponder, ponder myself. Do, the ultimate question is, do, do we need to be on social media? The, the truth is, for me, and I can only really speak about my experiences, I do like the format. When Instagram first came out, it felt different. And it was creative in the sense that it was pictures. And everyone would just put like their best shots, absolute bangers would go up but there there feels to be a lot of dissonance now between those who are shooting on super expensive cameras and there's a lot of processing and then eventually it'll get onto instagram all these people just putting up you know a, a picture of oh this was a picture of where my dog was sat but now my dog's not there anymore and you just think <laughs> personally i think well why why is why is this picture even on social media but for them it's them telling their story and i think this is where we have to be i, I try not to be dismissive but everyone has everyone has their story and maybe it's just a vehicle by which people can tell their story yeah. but by the same by the same token can can we be a bit more mindful about how we approach social media like i've put a limit on my phone to how much i can use social media and to go back to one of the earlier conversations it's like right so i've only got x amount of minutes to spend on social now so i best spend them a tad more wisely than if i had free roam <laughs> how do you how did you do that what did you use it comes comes baked into the phone i'm just on a android phone and you can set an app timer i think it's under health or something can't remember but you can limit screen time you can limit all kinds of things you can set it to, to turn I, off at certain times or whatever because we'll, we'll have a chat thing. yeah you're gonna show you me you taught me how to breathe I'll, I'll show you how to not spend so much time on instagram <laughs> i'm not i'm not trying to preach i'm no martyr sometimes I, I definitely blast past it and it lets you override it so sometimes i definitely just override it and just chalk it up as a uh, as a um, less good day a less productive day but this is where the first thing people do don't know necessarily about you but the first thing people would do is go oh let's have a look at their profile like it is it is your shop window for people for people to have a look at what you're doing yeah but, there's um, there's a difference that only, between, gets you, that only gets you so that only gets you so far totally and there's a difference between shop windows and shop window because if it's just pictures of quick fixes then i just this this goes this is this is my bin this is this is not for me i mm. i know that for my content and that's um i have moments where i'm a lot more productive and i put out a lot more and moments where it's just one or two a week just also because maybe that's what i need at that moment and that's enough but it's about making a window a shop window but that's also mindfully providing the people that come to that phase to that place to that podcast with little nuggets of for me jewel release like the because this is the thing that i see so many people struggle with and you just go but this is so easy and when you think about the fact that jewel jaw pain jaw tension can be caused by literally everything because you eat 
multiple times a day. So that's a muscle that works all the time. That's going to be one. Anxiety creates jaw pain. People who are massively anxious often also have uh, molar pain. And you can relieve molar pain by going to poke inside the mouth. The, so basically you have the joint at the back of the mouth, rub behind your teeth. You can just put your fingers in your mouth and have a prod and go release in there. Just press a little bit. That's going to help relieve some tension. And then you carry on with jaw massages in order to release the tension because it's the buildup of tiny muscles just underneath layers and layers of skin just being so tight. And you never go to someone to release it. You don't foam roll your face. You foam rolled your quad. <laughs> you foam rolled your lats. Yeah, I, yeah I, and I, I, I did follow that jaw release technique. I, I really enjoyed it because I get clicking through my jaw. And then for the first time in a long time, I was like, oh, I've stopped clicking through there, whatever it is, TMJ. I was like, this, this flipping works. And you can do it yourself. Go and, um, go and have a look for the, um, on Segalen's page. It's, it's flipping straight away. Test, retest. Yeah, works. It's, it's, but it's so true. When your knee clicks, when someone is running and their knee is clicking, one of the things I've heard a lot of PTs say is, hmm, let's go release the quads. Let's go release the, let's go release that muscle that is probably too tight and pulling on your kneecap. And that's why it clicks. And then, oh, the clicking is gone. It's like, well, if we did that for all the other parts of the body, yeah, a lot of things would be avoided. Yeah. And talking about, talking about social media, it's as, as long as your message is the message that you can stand by going forward. I think that we, we can get caught up in algorithms or whatever else, but that is your that is your legacy. But by the same token, are you working on something? If Instagram dies tomorrow, do you have a business that that isn't so reliant on Instagram? Like, can you can you actually feed yourself and pay some bills if Instagram didn't exist? I don't know. That's that's a that's a broader conversation. And on that note of messages, what is the message that Owen B. Jackson and his morning ducks want to share? <laughs> I like this. You you uh, you're able to. We're able to pivot between quite lighthearted and then that sort of deep dive. For, for me, I try and talk to myself five years ago. That's where I sort of pitch it. And all I'm, I'm not special. I'm not, you know, gifted genetically. I'm not, you know, a super athlete. I just try and illuminate the path for those walking behind me. I think about the things that interest me. i I try and follow my fire, follow my passion as much as possible. I try and regale that, whether that is getting outside, getting in the cold. I encourage people to, to do the same, you know, whether it is cold or whatever. I am doing it. I am out there. And obviously, I encourage people to be safe with it. Um, but it's, it's mainly just to, just to fuel someone or stoke someone else's fire. I believe energy is reciprocal. I believe that we can, we can help someone, help someone along, help someone behind us and, you know, spark their enthusiasm for life and think about how they want to just get a little bit more out of life or maybe, maybe they're unhappy because I, I was that guy. I was, you know, the person who was looking for more excitement in life. And again, not, not to say that, um, you know, I was, I was uh, depressed or upset or anything like that, but it's, it's mainly that I'm just a normal guy but I, I do what could be perceived as not very ordinary things, whether that's going in the, in the, in the ice, 
or whether that's doing even uh, simple things as calisthenics. I really enjoy the ability to handstand or muscle up or work on these things that someone who maybe is untrained or maybe is into a different type of training goes, oh, that's, that's cool. I want to, I want to do that. And I go, yeah, get stuck in. Like there's, there's nothing special about me. This is, this is something that, that you can enjoy and embrace too. And I think uh, you may, may have some thoughts on this, but often the thing that gets us excited, we see something like I've been messing around with, with breath work and doing those stomach vacuums and uh, sort of rolling, rolling the um, abdominals. But the reason you get into that start with is because it looks cool. You think, oh, that's wicked. But actually, the things that I've learned along the way are very interesting, like the ability to control breath, how I feel when I moderate my breath, how I feel when I can control certain aspects and what that does to my, whether it's, it's ramping up when I get in more sympathetic or whether I'm down regulating, getting more parasympathetic. These are the things, it's the gems and the nuggets that you learn along the way that, that, that keep you engaged, keep you motivated and keep you wanting to learn that little bit more. That's true because you never stop learning. No, I think you you are right. <laughs> if, but, but, I like but, that you paused there. Like, hang on, do you stop learning? But uh, so my my thought was, is that because that we you and I and and the people who think similarly to us are in an echo chamber and we like, oh, we want to aspire to more. We want to learn more. We want to do more. But obviously, there's there's the flip side to every coin is that there are some people we shouldn't let that bind us we can there are people who who are content and are happy and that that's that's their choice that's their role you could you could literally get get up from you know that i can't remember the french word i'm not going to even try it but where you get get up in the morning get on the subway get to work get home go straight to bed or we, we can substitute that for any number of things you can get up you know drink drink massive amounts of stimulants hate your job not move at work get home watch netflix because that's the only half an hour hour that you get to yourself so there's a flip side to everything but the question is are you happy and are you content with that life that you are living and i think after after a motorbike accident that i had that was a real wake-up call for me it's like okay so if that was my last day if if that was it i got knocked off the bike and that was lights out for me I feel like I've got another opportunity now, like moving forwards. Do I want to continue what I'm doing now? And I wasn't miles away. I was felt like I was making inroads towards moving away from a corporate role and moving more into a coaching role and a more physical, physical role and, and bettering people. But it definitely was the catalyst by which I went, right. I feel now that I can draw a line under where I've been and I can influence where I'm going. I'm no longer the passenger in this. I, I'm getting hold of this wheel and I, I can divert the course of this. And I've been given opportunity to do that. I think that's a message that a lot of people need to hear at the moment. When you shared that video last week, I was like, that's a story. That's one heck of a story. The reception of it as well seeing how many people were like you know what thank you for sharing this thank you thank you thank you it goes to show that it is needed we're all stories in the end and stories get told 
stories get shared stories get people together and that's what the most important of this is keep on spreading that message little salmon I'm going to keep on calling you a salmon now. It's just, it, it's, it was a random, a random fart of the brain, as I call them, but it, it, it is staying. <laughs> they're, they're tenacious. They are tenacious little beasts, the, uh, the salmon, aren't they? You know, fighting, fighting against the, um, the stream, fighting against the currents and the streams and the cold. I'm yet to watch that sea spiracy. The, uh, there's, there's a lot of talk about fishing and stuff in there, but um, same it's on the, yeah. it's on the watch list. But yeah, they, you know, I think I think with a lot of animals, they they know nothing else but other than to persevere, do they? So we we can take we can take a little bit of ownership in our own life. We have to they have to persevere. But by the same time, when it's time for downtime, they're not worrying about other things. They're not worrying about the mortgage. They're not worrying about, you know, what someone else thinks of them. It is it is survival. But when it's time to chill, like I've got my got my cat next to me now, and she she's not worried about podcasting. She's just having a kip in the sun. And I think, I think we can learn a lot about that. It's embrace the cat mindset. And if you're relaxing, there's no point. You're not relaxing if you're feeling guilty about relaxing. It's just, what is it, what is it for you? <laughs> that empties the head. The cat just replied, did it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but you're right. And, you know, we, we, need to, we, we need to find our own solace and find, find the moments within our day, within our week, that we can just... We can just be, we can just exist. We don't have to be on the go all the time. And, and for me, that's usually in my pants in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to, if the good people listening to this want to see the lake in question and your friends, the ducks and the swans, where can they find you, my friend? So Owen B. Jackson on Instagram. And if you type in Owen Jackson on YouTube, I try and do something slightly longer over there. But Instagram is probably the most most active of the lot. That will be where people, uh, the good people can find me. And it's not just all pants. I try and do things other than pants. But, you know, living, <laughs> living true, to my, true to my nature, you know, you got to, when you get in the lake, you're not fully dressed. You've got to be just getting in, got to be going, going wild. Instagram friendly. <laughs> go all in or don't go basically. yeah that's it that's it <laughs> thank you well, so thank you much well, no thank, thank you thank you i've enjoyed this and thank you for your uh, coaching coaching prior to this and and just uh, the chat in general i appreciate it oh you're a gem and i'm sure i'm looking forward to more more videos of peaceful lakes and swans and ducks and more cat videos as well i need more cat videos just just well, a fact is it um is it Hampstead Heath where you can go in the ponds around there? How far are you far from there? Uh, I'm on the opposite side of town, but we were, I'm, I think they're reopening soon. I need to check. I have a friend who lives nearby, but I really want to go. <laughs> I really need no, it. That's, that's the, I need to, need to get there at some point. So yeah, a shout out. I'll have to do a, a, a team dip. That'll be, that'll be wicked. Happily, I'm taking you up on that. <laughs> works for me thank you very much again owen and thank you everyone for tuning in to another mindful chat and i'll catch you every thursday for your regular fix uh, meanwhile take care go to go have a walk in nature because that's good for you and um, i'll speak to you soon bye